If you aren't investing in yourself, then you're wasting your time. In this day and age where knowledge is at your fingertips, the only reason we don't take action toward bettering ourselves is the direct result of complacency. Being a firefighter and working in EMS, we need to make sure that we are keeping at the forefront of the new trends in medicine as well as the advancements in our ability to fight fire. But this isn't just about training and practical application. This is also about investing in yourself in a way that helps better prepare you to be able to be a better all-around version of you. In today's episode, I'll talk about why that's important and I'll provide some strategies that you can use to start actively investing in yourself. You are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. One of my favorite leaders among the Stoic community is Epictetus. He said, if you want to improve, be content to be thought foolish and stupid. Now, what does that mean? It means that as you look within, as you identify the things that are important to you, not because someone else thinks they should be important to you, but because you think they should be, as you start to ask questions and seek answers, people will ridicule you. They will mock you and they will distance themselves from you. If you think that this effect isn't present in the fire service, then you're lying to yourself, and it's time you opened your eyes. The fire service is made up of people, imperfect people, just like you and just like me. I'm constantly working on myself daily because I understand that I'm not perfect. I read, I take classes, I work out, I study history, I maintain a, a spiritual element, I keep up to date with what's going on on the political climate and things that are happening all over the world. And by doing these things, I keep myself informed and it helps me to stand firm in principles that I operate under. When you make these kinds of investments, you not only improve your own life, but the lives of those around you because you are becoming a resource for understanding and a resource of capability. And in that, I mean, you put yourself in the asset category and keep yourself out of the liability category. And that's the ultimate goal, right? 
So let me share some ways that you can actively start investing in yourself and improving your life and the lives of those around you. Number one, take a class. Knowledge is power. There's a big rift in the fire service between people who would argue which is better, experience or education. Now this argument is a huge waste of time. <laughs> An incredible amount of education can be accumulated from experience, yeah. Just like a vast wealth of experience can be obtained by getting an education. It's not one or the other. It's both working together to basically achieve the same thing. If you're of the polar mindset that one is better than the other, then you are a part of the problem and you're failing to see how education is experience and how experience is only beneficial if you learn from that experience. There are two sides of the same coin. Think about it. Going to paramedic school is getting an education, but it's also reliant upon experiences that you've had and are willing to expose yourself to. One isn't better than the other, and one shouldn't be considered without the other. They should work in tandem in regards to what an organization looks for when hiring and promoting. I've seen people go 20 plus years without ever being on a significant structure fire. And I've seen people who are only on for five years who have had several what we call career fires. The experience depends on the person, as does the education. However, we as firefighters and EMS providers should always be learning. The certification system for paramedic and EMT is set up so that we have to log so many hours of continuing education in order to recertify. Why doesn't this apply to the fire service, I wonder? Don't be the one who's reluctant to learn new things and progress. Be the one who's actively sharing learning opportunities with those around you. Be the one who's constantly going to new CEs and taking courses that have you thinking outside the box. By taking the time to invest in taking classes and opening yourself up to something new, you expand your offerings and become more of an asset to the people you serve and the people that you serve with. Number two, read, watch, and listen. Read books, watch YouTube, listen to podcasts. There is a wealth of knowledge out there, and there are numerous ways to consume it. There's literally no excuse to not expand your understanding. And not only that, if you don't have the funds to take a class right now, these are the less expensive options. Not only are they less expensive, but YouTube videos and podcasts are free. Granted, there's some premium services that offer an elevated level of content, but the barrier for entry on these mediums is super low. So there's really no excuse. Number three, go to conferences. I know that during the pandemic, a lot of the conferences that are normally going on throughout the year have temporarily shut down, and I understand that. But this shutdown can't last forever, right? Use this downtime as a way to search the web for different types of conferences that are out there so when things open back up, you can sign up and hit the ground running. If you've never been to a conference, I can tell you that you get out of it what you're willing to put in. One of the best conferences I ever went to was in Dallas, Texas. Two years ago, this month actually, 
I was doing a lot to develop myself and my understanding of how I could get my business going. I looked to those who were already leading their own movement, but that spoke to problems that I saw plaguing the fire service specifically. I struck gold when I received an email from Echelon Front, which is Jocko Willink's consultant company, and they announced that they would host their first ever conference exclusively for firefighters and first responders. It was called Roll Call, and it was a one-day event where we'd watch presenters from Echelon Front talk about their personal life-or-death experiences and how by taking what they call extreme ownership, they'd not only build stronger teams, but in fact save the lives of their brothers and sisters in arms and the people they enlisted to protect. I had incredible opportunities while I was there. I met other firefighters from all over the country. I was able to absorb concepts and adapt perspectives I might not have had otherwise or otherwise ever known. And I was able to meet Jocko himself and get my first edition of Extreme Ownership signed. The really cool part about this is the event embodied my favorite adage of civilize the mind, but make savage the body. We did an early morning workout with the EF team and Jocko. And then that was like at 4 a.m. Because if you follow Jocko, you know, 4 a.m. is like the time he gets up and works out, posts it every day as a way to be accountable, take ownership, right? Um, so we got up early and we worked out with him and the EF team. And then after that, we'd spend the day getting amped up, listening to stories of war, uh, wins and losses. And there were a few hours set aside at the end to roll jujitsu with Jocko and his team. It was amazing. I'll never forget that experience. Now, before then, I'd never been to Dallas and I'd had some time to kill before I flew back home on the second day. So I decided to take an Uber downtown and go to the sixth floor museum at Dealey Plaza. And what's so significant about this museum? The museum is located within the Texas School Book Depository building, and it chronicles the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. I learned a lot about the assassination that I didn't know. I got to walk the grounds where the assassination actually took place. I stood in the grassy knoll, and I'll have the memory of that added experience for the rest of my life. Every part of going to that conference was not only an experience, but an education, and the result enriched my life. Number four, hire a coach. If there's something that you want to learn or get better at, hiring a coach is a must. If you want to get six-pack abs, you could spend hours on the internet reading, watching videos, or you could seek out someone who's done it and pay them to teach you. Don't get me wrong, you can totally spend hours on the internet doing research, but one thing I want you to realize is that even in that experience, you're being coached, right? I mean, you're, you're seeking out an authority. You're seeking out someone to virtually coach you through that process. Another thing I want you to realize is that you get what you pay for. If you're doing a lot of research on your own and amassing knowledge, but don't have the understanding of how to implement that knowledge, you're dead in the water. Do yourself a favor and hire someone who's actually done the thing that you're looking to do. Personally, when I wanted to start podcasting, I made a list of the people who were successful in the medium, people that I looked up to. Once I had my list, I took notes on how they constructed their episodes, how they edited them, what kinds of templates that they used, and how they marketed them. However, I could only go so far on my own. 
So what did I do? I hired a coach. I made friends with the founder and the host of the Order of Man podcast, Ryan Mickler. I signed up for a class he put on about how to go about hosting and publishing a podcast. And in that class, he went over everything from equipment he uses to software to how he constructs press kits and how he gets high-profile guests on his show. And I learned a ton and was able to hit the ground running. Now, by no means do I think that I was where I wanted to be right off the bat, but I had a roadmap. All I needed to do was take that first step. I was able to do so in confidence due to the fact that I'd been coached in how to do it. I've refined things as I've gone, and I've added and subtracted some elements, and there's still a lot more that I'd love to implement. But one thing's for sure, I wouldn't be where I am in all of this without a coach. Number five, start a project. When you come off duty, you should have something you're working on that can help diffuse your mind. I'm not necessarily talking about like a honeydew list or just things around the house that have to be done, like taking out the garbage or whatever. I'm talking about like a significant project. You may not always need significant diffusing, but you should have something ongoing that's mentally stimulating. Including this weekly podcast, I've got several other things going on. I've got a chicken coop that I'm finishing up. I'm doing some home renovations. And I've got different projects going on with my kids. By keeping your mind occupied and your body productive, you ensure that any dark thoughts you may find seeping in won't be able to take up any real estate because you'll be too engaged with learning new things and applying what you've learned. Working on projects helps reward an incredible return on investment. Number six, treat yourself. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watch Parks and Recreation, but it's a show that was created by the writers and producers of one of my favorite shows, The Office. There's an episode where a couple characters kidnap a stressed out city worker and they take him on a trip to the mall where they buy extravagant clothes, they get pedicures, and ultimately a movie quality Batman costume. If you're interested, it's season four, episode four. It's one of my favorite shows. Go have a look. But anyway, getting back to the point, you need to take some time to do something just for you. Maybe you need to go watch a movie and take yourself to lunch on your first day off. Maybe you like getting pedicures. Maybe you like going on road trips. Regardless of what brings you peace and helps give you a sense of reward, do that thing. Number seven. Implement an element of health and fitness. And this is kind of a no-brainer. You have a responsibility not just to yourself, but to the people you serve with. So why not take a vested interest in it? It's stupid to neglect yourself when it comes to your health and fitness. It's literally the opposite thing that we get called to EMS scenes to do, right? We are professionals in helping people improve their health, if not only on an acute basis. Personally. When I run on these patients, I see them as a perfect example of what not to do a lot of the times. Now, I don't judge them. I'm not judging them as people, and that's not my place. What I'm saying is they're free to make their own poor choice life decisions if they want. But the ones who have eaten themselves into diabetes or smoked themselves into COPD stand as a testament as to how I don't want to wind up. 
Every one of these things I've listed has an element of accountability. When you take a class, you earn a grade. When you read a book or you watch a video, or when you listen to a podcast, you leave behind a physical or digital stack of content that you've consumed. When you purchase the ticket to a conference, you've enacted accountability with the money you've laid down. When you hire a coach, you're literally paying someone to hold you accountable to a goal. When you start a project, you have the unfinished product sitting there reminding you of what you still need to get done. By treating yourself, you're accountable to yourself, which is the most difficult kind of accountability. And finally, by implementing a health and wellness regimen, you become accountable to your body. In each of these episodes, I make a strong effort every week to bring you guys information or conversations with people that help you take action, take ownership, and foster brotherhood among your crew and ultimately your fire service organization. As always, thank you for listening to the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. Please subscribe and share these episodes with someone who you think should hear them. And do me a favor, leave a rating and review wherever you listen to the show. It helps people like you who are looking for a quality podcast find the show. And if I can get quality people like yourselves leaving quality reviews, then we all win. I bring this show to you completely for your benefit for free, so I'd ask you to do me that one small favor. Remember, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. And one way you can become more directly involved is join the Ignited Firefighter Podcast Facebook group. This is where we as firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and dive deeper into the topics discussed on the show. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.